What's up, New Numa fam? The time has finally come for me to step up my game on YouTube. So in January 2023, I will begin focusing most of my attention on building not one, but two YouTube channels. One will focus on just audio and the other on live videos. So do me a favor, take out your phone, go to your YouTube app and subscribe to both channels now. Look for New Numa Godcast Live as well as New Numa Godcast Audio and subscribe right now because later is too late. Thanks, fam. Peace. Hey, this is Katie Waters. You're listening to New Numa Podcast. Tune in every week for a new podcast and make sure you subscribe. They were um, trying to do things to get ahead in life and this, that, and the third, but they were not interested in having a relationship because they were saying they're working on themselves. But now I found that a lot of those women that were that were our age, they are mm-hmm. wishing that they did get involved with a man back when because now that they're older and they pursued this career and all that stuff without having a relationship, they mm-hmm. actually timed out themselves for the kind of relationship they could have had. Um, you follow what I'm talking about? I do, yes, yes. Can yes. you speak to that and, and tell the the audience, especially talk to the women and kind of share with them, like, what is, what is it like to um, be in a relationship at, at a young age and be in that marriage and then still be able to have a career? Well, and then I, I realized that in my scenario, it was kind of, you know, it just happened. It wasn't, I wanted to be married, but I just didn't think it was going to be the way it happened or who it happened with. Um, I think I think it all just boils down to really listening to God, you know, and I think our society is really, really pushing this because I feel sorry for I do. I feel sorry for this younger generation of people because right now they all live for the moment. They all live for right now, what's going on right now, what's popping right now, what's lit right now, what's, you know, but they're not realizing long term and long term doesn't mean like years and years and years down the line. Long term could be five years from now, you know, a couple of years from now, you know, when you are trying to settle down, you know, situations like that, like society is telling people, you know, pursue your dream, do what you got to do, do you, take care of it, you know, yeah, but that's all, you know, cute and everything on, on Instagram, that's all cute on social media, but at the end of the day, who's going to be there with you when you are ready to settle down? Who's going to be there with you when you are ready to finally have children? You know, it is possible to do both. It is very possible to do both. And I really would love to see more women, especially women of God, take that approach of listen to what God is telling you to do. He's faithful to give you the desires of your heart. He's faithful to give you the end result that you more than likely are, are asking for. He's going to be faithful to give you that, but you've got to do it his way. And this is where people start getting off balance. This is where a lot of women start getting off balance in our society where they're so driven by and there's nothing wrong with success. I'm not, I'm not bashing success. Please be successful, but do it God's way. 
don't listen to the way things are being taught and how things are being shown and these people that you are that people are looking up to as you know i ideally well first of all that's an idol but you know ideal as in terms of oh i need to be like this or i need to make this kind of money by this age or i need to be you know no follow what the lord told you to do because everything if you really listen to my entire story everything that i did was completely the opposite direction of what society was saying was the way to do it here i'm like 25 years old and my career kicked off like jumped through the roof and by that point they were telling models you might as well go home and start a family i was in my 40s literally in paris in paris fashion week modeling with like 19 20 year old girls and most people most women in their 40s would have been like oh i'm too old to even try you know, I was in my 30s. My, my whole career really, really was the hottest it ever was in my 30s, my wow. entire 30s, my entire 30s. But if you listen to your average 30-year-old today, oh, I'm so old. Oh, I, oh, I can't. Well, you just talked yourself out of your own blessing, whereas I guarantee you God is speaking to you and saying quite the opposite. The stark opposite is what I was going to say. God is saying the opposite to you, but because you're listening to society or you're listening to your own belief system of how it's supposed to go or what it's supposed to do, this is how people miss out. Or or this is how people get into, like you said, where they're working on themselves and they're doing it themselves. Well, okay, you'll get your end result yourself, but you can't be mad at nobody but yourself when it turns out not quite the way you expect it. I'm not sitting here like I got it all together. I love how you eloquently said that. I'm no expert. I am no expert. I just follow God. When it made absolutely no sense whatsoever. God, why so, are you taking me over here when I want to be over there? Like, God, why are you, why am I married? How am I supposed to do this and I'm married? Like, how am I supposed to, and he balanced it all out. So that's something that I need you to speak to as a woman because, one of the things that I'm seeing, I've seen it since I was in my 20s, but now there's, it's becoming more of an issue because the women who were then in their 20s are now in their 40s Four. and 50s, mm-hmm. and they're starting mm-hmm. to realize they messed up. Yeah. And, 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 and it's almost like for many of them it's almost as if it's too late because – they went past the time where, okay, you should have had your child when you were younger. Yeah. You should have yeah. gotten certain things done when you were younger, and then you could have concentrated on other things when you got older. And what I find is that there, um, there are a lot of them that have put their career or a degree or whatever above a relationship. And mm-hmm. I find that it's specifically among um, certain ethnic groups. African Americans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I need you to speak to the African American women and even other women at the same time because they're women who unfortunately have been following this same road of African Americans because they're looking at what African American women have been doing as their example and they think, mm-hmm. Oh, that's the way to do it and they're mm-hmm. messing themselves up when it used to not be like that. So I like I like for you to speak to this issue, this problem, please. Okay. What did God tell you to do? Use that as your catalyst. What did God tell you to do? Because it's not going to make sense to everybody else. And why is it not going to make sense to everybody else? Because God didn't tell them to do it. He told you to do it. 
And that is a big mistake that we are making as people, regardless of men or women. Age, that is a big mistake that our society as people are making. We don't listen to God. We listen to Beyonce. We listen to Cardi B. We listen to Meg Thee Stallion. We listen to, you know, all these other people. All these other, We listen to, for goodness sake, we listen to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We listen to, you know, these all these other voices. And I can tell you as a person in Hollywood, a lot of these people don't have their own lives together. And I'm here in Hollywood looking a lot of these people in the face. And it was not by mistake I said the names I said. What did God tell you to do? Because if you follow his plan, you will get the results you are asking for, you are desirous of, and greater because he promised to give you better. He promised that in his word. But people don't listen to God. This young generation, I feel sorry for you. I'm 48 years old and proud. I would not redo my 20s if you paid me. I would not want to be this young group of girls. I would not want to do this. I'm not saying this as a place of hatred. I'm not saying this as bitterness or jealousy by any means. No. I'm saying this from the place of love and respect. I'm saying this as a place of a woman, a mature woman. I would not repeat or want to be in any of the cases where a lot of these women, these young women are today. I would not want to do that because you're being misled and misguided by a lot of people who don't have it together themselves. And you're going to come to a point in your life, and I don't know where that may be. For some, it may be their late 30s. For some, it may be in their 40s, some in their 50s, where you're going to stand there and you're going to say, what did I do with my life? What did I do with my time? This didn't work out quite the way I expected. Yes, I got the degrees, and I got this, and I got that. And there's nothing wrong with getting a degree. Now, please don't, because I don't want nobody coming for your comment section. I can't believe she said there's nothing wrong with getting a degree, especially if that's what God told you to do. But if you are doing it because that's the catalyst for what this person, that person, and that person did and said that was the way to go, then you are going about it the wrong way for your life. And there's a price to pay for that. Is it too late? I don't believe it, especially if you go to the Lord and you just say, look, God, I messed up here. What do I need to do with my life? And he will course correct you and put you where you're supposed to be. But if you want to avoid coming to even that outcome, follow what he told you to do now. Stop listening to these people who are the gurus and the and the, they're making money hand over fist and they're doing it this way and they're doing it. I'm going to be very real with you. I'm going to be very, very real with you. You don't know what these people are doing behind closed doors to also make money. So, yeah, they might have had this degree or may have done it this way, but you don't know what type of little side hustle things that they did, and I'm putting it nicely by saying side hustle. Because let's just be all the way real. There's some wild stuff going on out there. And people don't uh, tell you stuff. People don't tell the you the stuff real. that they do. Huh? I said, yeah, let's definitely be all the way real. So Let's be all the way know, real. Like, you got yeah. women out here going to Dubai. You got women out here going to Dubai, sleeping with these Arab sheik men to get millions of dollars, and then they go on, on you know, social media and pretend like they balling out of control going over to, like, these foreign countries, and they flying here and they flying there. Well, yeah, who's flying them out? What do they have to do to get that flight? What do they have to do to get that, that Chanel bag, that money, that this, that, that? What do they have to do? Some of y'all, I'm telling you, if you knew what a lot of these people really do or really are doing, and I don't even feel like this is even my heart because this wasn't even at all what I was planning to talk about. I feel like this is the heart of God to speak to somebody. I may not reach everybody, but it will reach somebody. You're looking in the wrong direction. Stop, stop idolizing. First of all, stop doing that. That's, that's a gift. That's Bible. 
but stop idolizing these these celebrities and these these Instagram models and these Instagram. You don't know what these girls are doing to uh, to look like they like they bossing or like like they you know like they doing big things. I know people who will fake and just give rent a car for the day, just to do, take a picture in it and pretend like they bought it. I know wow. people. I know girls. I know girls. No girls going flying. Just do, they. They've sold their entire. When they say sell your soul, it's like they're sleeping with this person, sleeping with that person. You're like they've just given them their bodies and themselves over to just anything. Anything, and I tell you, these these people that are going to these these countries, these Dubai places, and all that stuff, they're sleeping with these Arab sheiks, and these men don't care what they do to you. The stuff that they require of these women to do, to give them that money, or to give them that bag, to give them that car, to give them that the stuff that they require to do would make you sick to your stomach. But they don't tell you that part. They don't show you that part. And I'm not saying that's always the case. Please, because I know people like to read into stories or read into things that are being said. They hear from what they think versus what you said. I'm not saying that this is all the case. This is always the case. It's not. There are some legit people, but I guarantee you that the legit people, they're not flossing all out there like that. Why? They're too busy doing it. I'm talking about specifically the ones that's always in your face at all times with this new this and that new that. They're flying over here and they're flying over there and they're living like this and they're living like that and they, you know. What are they doing behind the scenes? That's the part they're not going to show you. They're not going to tell you. And meanwhile, you're trying to live up to that person, and now you have completely tied your life. Be careful. Oh, dear Lord, Holy Spirit. Okay. Be careful who you are idolizing. For one, don't idol. I keep emphasizing that. But be careful who you're idolizing because you will, you will mirror their outcome. Now, the Lord just dropped that in my spirit. But you will mirror what they get because you've made them your God trying to be like them. That's going to preach to somebody's heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to preach to somebody's heart. And that's not me. I had no intention of saying this. But the person, that's why you got all these women out here looking up to these celebrities and, and trying to be like them, and they just as rebellious their husband, and now you got a whole bunch of married women. All these women out here that want to be married, now you got all these women that are married, and the first thing they're doing is sitting around complaining and being rebellious with their husbands. Yeah got a whole husband taking care of them and they sitting there turning their nose up at him and got a whole attitude and cheating on him and got uh what is it uh uh what's that what's that term the situation not situation but what was oh, that situation. uh try tri- triangle or whatever what was that what was that you know that term i'm talking about entanglement got themselves in entanglement oh yeah entanglement yeah, you know what yeah. wow you got a whole <laughs> husband taking care of you and now you yeah. all up in a mess you know what I'm saying? But people yeah. looking up to that, people following that. And the next thing you know, that same woman looking up to that person, now you got entanglements in your life. Now you got issues in your life. Now you got problems. Why? Because you vitalize somebody not knowing what's going on. First of all, you're idolizing. But two, you're not, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what's going on when them cameras ain't rolling. And now whatever's on their life that you've taken on as this is a truth, this is a standard, this is how I need to do, now you're suffering with those same problems, those same demons, those same issues. Yeah. That's real. And I'm watching it all the time. Follow what the Lord told you to do. Because it ain't going to make sense to everybody else. It ain't supposed to. He didn't tell them. He told you. Mm. This is a good word. Somebody needs to hear it for sure. 
I have, I would I would I would venture to say a whole generation needs to hear this word because literally it it really saddens me to see the the utter narcissism that I see among specifically women because these mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. they got all these photos they taken of themselves all different types of angles and you know different types of glasses in their hands different types of shoes on their feet, but it's mm-hmm. just them being taking pictures of themselves and there's no substance. There's nothing. It is just a bunch of stuff to get attention. And, and let, me, let me take it a step further. Let me take it a step further because everything you just said is 100%. A lot of times they don't even like themselves. Wow. <laughs> a lot of times I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this from my opinion. I'm telling you what, what I know. A lot of these women don't even like themselves. They hate themselves, and they need you to validate them. That's why all the pictures, that's why all the BBLs and all the craziness and, you know, all the, you know, got to be extra pretty and got to look like this. Why? They want your validation because they don't have it for themselves. Many of y'all sitting here idolizing these people, looking up to these people, you got more love and self-esteem than they do. But you don't see it that way because you're too busy looking at their what they got on, what they wore, where they went, how they doing this, how they doing that. Everybody's yeah. putting their highlight reels on social media. Everybody's putting their highlight reels. Come on. Everybody's putting their highlight reels. Ain't nobody going to tell you what they really look like in the morning. Ain't nobody going to show you that they ain't got no money in their bank account when they, you know, when times are hard. Ain't nobody going to show you that. Yeah. Let's just be real. Yeah. They won't tell you that part. They're going to tell you the good stuff. Real or embellished. Yeah. It's time to wow. follow what God said. And this, and this is in the church, sadly. This, I'm not even really, I mean, I am and I'm not, but a lot of this is in the church, too. Yep. A lot of this is in the church, too. This with Believers running around with bigger, you know, hair, big weave. And, and I'm not against hair. Do what you do. You should be beautiful. But, like, come on, if this is your whole MO, if this is all that you're promoting all the time, you got to get your priorities in order. Yeah. You got to get your priorities in order. Hmm. You know, I I see some of these so-called believers, women believers, you know, and I'm not, you know what, I I take that back. I see a lot of these women, I'm not going to knock anybody. That's between you and God. You got to answer to God, not me. But I see a lot of these believers out here and their face is more beat than some of these women that's, that's, you know, on these album covers, you know, that's out there in the world. You got more makeup on than they do. Yeah. Come on, yeah. mom, come on, prophetess, come on, <laughs> you know. Exactly. And I'm not saying you got, I'm not saying you got to look like, like, you know, like who shot John. I'm not saying you got to look crazy. I'm not saying that. You should look beautiful. But we are absolutely beautiful on our own. When the, when the glory of the Lord hits your life, you ever see that transformation on a person? You can't, you can't yeah. fake that. You've seen it. You, you know what I'm talking about, where they go from where they have black eyes, just dark soul, nothing, and then you see the power of God come on their life, and it just radiates all over their face. They didn't need their yeah. face beat to the gods by, by Mac and all kinds of crazy, you know, makeup. They didn't have to go through all that to be as beautiful. A lot of times they have nothing on their face. Yeah. What did God tell you to do? Mm. And then stand on it. Even even against the church itself. Because sometimes people in the church ain't going to understand, well, why are you doing it that way? God told me to do it. Oh, God ain't going to tell you that. What did God tell you to do? Bottom line. God ain't going to say that. Maybe not to them. God may not say it, but he sure enough said it to you and you know it. 
You follow what he told you to do. And if it turns out to be wrong, you repent and course correct and get it right. God, I thought this was you. I'm sorry. I need to fix this. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to be? He, he, you know, many of you on this, and I'm now, okay, many of you know the Lord. You know his voice for yourself. Many of you listening, you know God for yourself. You know how he speaks to you. You know when he's speaking to you. And you know he has no problem telling you don't do this, don't do that. The problem usually ends in if we listen to it or not. Yeah. If we follow it or not. If we stick to it or not. Hmm. And this is a call. This is a call from the Lord. The Lord is not, not bashing nobody. The Lord is not angry or yelling at nobody. But God is saying, come on, follow. Listen to what he's saying. He's trying to protect you. He's trying to guide you. He's trying to steer you. Nothing about my story that you've heard thus far has made sense. It's, if you really look at it, it was a problem. Like everything was, It was almost embarrassing to tell you my story because it's not good. It's not pretty. But if you followed what I was saying, God was also putting everything right in place, but it looked like a mess. Yeah. And it's the same for, for you, for whoever's listening, whoever this is for. It's the same for you. Your life don't make sense. It ain't supposed to make sense to you. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. You know this. The Word told you this. Follow what he told you to do. And when, he, when you don't hear him, when he gets quiet, when, he, when you don't hear him, don't move. Wait. Wait on him. Do what was the last thing he told you to do. Stick with what was the last thing he told you to do. You stay there. You stick to that until he tells you the next step, the next move. If you follow what he's telling you, you will not go wrong. He's going to lead you where he wants you to be. And he is faithful to bless you with what you want, to give you the desires of your heart. He's faithful. And I've lived it. And it wasn't easy. I'm not going to sit here and act like it was a cakewalk. I'm not going to act like, oh, it was just so good. We were all great. No. It was many a night that I sat up here looking at God like, um, hello? <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you forget, Did you forget uh, me? Hello? <laughs> yeah. This don't make sense. There was many a time I had no money to do the stuff that I wanted to do, and he still provided. I didn't even have the money to do it. I know and that he still thing. provided. Why? Because it wasn't based on me. It wasn't based on my outcome. It was based on him. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But yet we live like it's ours. Yet we live like we, they got to be within my bank account. It's got to be within my, you know, and I'm not knocking, again, if God blesses you with the finances to do it, congratulations by all means, do it and be a blessing. But if you don't have that and you're sitting around waiting on the perfect opportunity to make the money, you are missing the whole purpose in serving God. You have missed it. Because God in heaven can provide exactly what you ask for and he don't need your assistance to do it. He don't need your dime to put into it. He to do it. I've seen God provide for me a car with not one ounce of money. I've seen the house that I'm living in right now. I didn't even have the money to get in here. And he put me in the house that I'm living in right now. Wow. I went to Paris, France with less than $2,000 and ended up living over there. Living over there. Mm. People don't trust in what he's saying. 
We talk God. We say the scriptures, and we hallelujah, and we shout, and we buck, and we kick, and we do all this craziness in the church. But when it comes down to actually doing it, we sitting there running, oh, well, I got I to gotta have a 401K, and I got to work X amount of time, and I got to be like this, and I got to be like that. No, the, the world told you that. What did God tell you to do? He will provide. He will take care of you. If you let him. And there's many of you right now listening to the sound of my voice, and he's been trying to get through to you, and you're trying to figure it out in your own strength, and you're trying to do it yourself. Repent right now and ask the Lord, forgive me for making myself my source. Forgive me for making myself the reason how I'm going to be successful, because it ain't you. It ain't me. It wasn't me. It was him, and it's still him to this day. I don't know what God's going to do with my life next. I don't know what God's going to do with me tomorrow. I don't. It makes no sense. If you saw my life right now, you would be like, how in the You wouldn't question because you would know it's from God. But the average person would be like, how in the world did you get what you got and do what you do? Mm. I know that feeling. I know. Believe me. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That was... uh... That was a word that was necessary for somebody, and I would say that there's many women out here today that need to hear that because it is rampant, as you know. This is a rampant issue, and it's getting worse. Um, Well, it's getting worse, but it's about to – I think there's about to be a shift, and I'm going to tell you why, because there's an awakening occurring with a younger generation of women – and they're starting to realize that yep. things are not working out for those women that they were idolizing and whatnot. Yep. Yep. They're starting to see, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. You're not, wait a minute. You're the one telling me that I should do it this way, but where's your man? Where's your husband? Where's your there family? Where's your future? I mean, what's good for you? What's supposed to be so uh, good about what you're experiencing? There it is. So now, now these younger women are starting to wake up and starting to realize, okay, wait a minute, something's got to be off because this isn't the outcome I want, and that's not how I would get it because apparently that didn't work for her, so why would I even listen to her? So exactly. It, exactly. I believe that there's starting to be like an awakening in a sense of a lot of these younger women, and um, but it took them seeing the failure of the generation before them for them to finally see it. And um, mm-hmm. so it's like, unfortunately, there's a lot of women who are in their 30s, late 30s to 40s, that it's either like they're in a place where they realize they have really royally screwed up their lives and they don't even yeah. know how to get out of the hole. They have yeah. no idea how to get out of it. And so now they're like, it's almost like they're going to school, so to speak, to learn about relationships and whatnot because they really just, like, for instance, now, a lot of women, and I'm sure you've heard this term before um, in one way or another, called hypergamy. And okay. um, and, and in hypergamy, women, um, they think that because they're on a certain level in their lives, they have to have a certain kind of man. Now, when they see this, okay, let me put it like this. Let's be honest. Every woman is not a dime, okay? That's why every woman can't be a model. So we're not going to act like everybody's on the same level of beauty. So there's Mm -hmm. some women that will be called, you know, average. 
There are some women that would be above average. There are some women below average. But what I've been what I've been finding, and I've seen this for the last twenty something years, but I didn't realize what I was really seeing until now. And it's like looking back over these years and realizing the the condition of women who were young back then and now they're in their midlife stage and I'm seeing what's happened with their lives. Now I'm like, oh, that's why that was going on. So what uh, yeah. the phenomenon that I'm talking about is where women, uh, <clears throat> they thought that because, let's say, for instance, they have a bachelor's degree and um, and they, I don't know, they might make 35000 a year. I'm just, you know, coming up with a number. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they'll be acting like, them them making thirty five thousand with a bachelor's degree affords them or gives them the right to have a man that makes six figures and he's got all this other stuff that is going for him and it's like wait a minute you're average why is it that you mm-hmm. can't see yourself with an average guy why are you trying to get this above average dude that's in the top ten percent of men and you think that you deserve that. And that's been a problem because this is, again, some kind of a, it's a conditioning. Like, I know you've seen it through movies, videos. Uh, it'll be music videos that portray this where it's always, you know, they're showing this so-called lifestyle of, you know, they just can throw money into the fire and let it burn and, you know, they throwing it in the air and anybody can grab it, you know, all that kind of nonsense. And so there's this false picture that's been put out there for a generation to see. And this generation now thinks they're all supposed to be wealthy and millionaires and, and traveling the world and all these kind of things are supposed to be happening for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, right. wait a minute, that's not the that's not reality. And that's definitely not everybody's reality in in any in any place. So Let me share something. Let me share something with you because you, you just touched on something, and, and I think this is something that needs to be heard. And I get it. Each his own. Everybody, you know, has their ideal of who um, a person they want in their life. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we all have our likes and, th- and things like that. It also goes right back to what I said about trusting God, going to the Lord. Now, many times God has a purpose for you and who he wants for you, but, of course, too many people are so busy looking at society's idea of what they should have, just like you just said. So I understand that. One thing that I learned and that I saw, all the models that I, that I grew up or started working with, and these are big-name models. These are Some of them are like some of the biggest models in the world. Some of them not so big, but they definitely were doing big things. Every single one of these models did exactly what you just described in terms of these women, where they went out. And they dated the athlete. They dated the six-figure guy. They dated the, you know, the, the CEO. They dated all these things. And there's, there's nothing wrong with having a person with money. I'm not saying that. I even dated a celebrity. I dated a very, very famous athlete. And I found out for myself this man had zero integrity. This man had zero character. This man could not stay faithful if you paid him to stay faithful. You know, this man was driving me nuts, for the lack of a better term. But he was a baller. He had money. He was the, you know, the quintessential thing that all these women are chasing after. But I lacked the very thing that I really wanted in the relationship, which was love, trust, integrity, loyalty, you know, all the above, those things that we really want, that's the core of the relationship, faithfulness. I could not get that from this person. And, again, I'm not saying this is always the case, but I am saying at least hear me out. 
I watched all of my model friends do the exact same thing that I'm just saying. They dated the athletes. They dated the celebrity. They dated the six-figure guy. They dated all this. They dated all that. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these beautiful women, I'm not talking about women being, you know, run through and, and you know, she nobody wants her. And now she's, you know, she's trying to, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about sensible women who made a cognitive decision to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. Every single one of these women married your average guy, and they are living happier than the so-called people out here that are, like, trying to chase that six-figure guy or the money with, you know, the guy with all this money and all this lifestyle and all these things. Every single one of them. And I'm talking some of these women are, are some of the biggest models in the world. And if you saw their husband, initially you would, wow, how do you get her? Average Joe Schmo guy who's doing very well for herself, who's taking care of business, who takes care of her, who loves her, who's faithful to her. So she got, in the end, all these model friends of mine, they got, in the end, exactly what they wanted. But it wasn't the way that society would say it was supposed to happen or the way people would have thought or even probably they would have thought. They probably thought they would have married some of these athletes, some of these pro guys, some of these six-figure guys, and they didn't. They marry just your regular guy, and their lives, their lives are successful for one, happy for two. And they're all, they've been together, married for a number of years, have children, moved on, everything. I have seen this time and time and time and time and time and time again with models, successful, real, not Instagram models, real 100% famous models, even myself. So I'm saying to anybody who's like, this, this message was for somebody, huh? <laughs> Girl, whoever this message was It was definitely for, God, for somebody. God loves you. <laughs> whoever this message was, God loves you, because this was not at all my intention to say. But the God is trying to reach somebody. But I'm yes. telling you, it's not, it's not the way society is trying to tell you it's going to happen. But trust that your God in heaven, your Father in heaven is faithful to give you the desires of your heart. Does not your Bible says that because I know mine does. Yes. I know for a fact mine does. But people don't listen to God. They listen to people. They listen to their own heart. They listen to their own desires. And then they end up in a situation, yeah, you might get that six-figure guy. Yeah, you might get that, that super famous uh, or financially set guy. You might get all that, but you know what you might also get? AIDS. You might also get a headache. You might also get a stepmom. Not a stepmom, but you know, like um, a, a, a third party, should I say. Somebody yeah, else, yeah. Some baby you mama drama. <laughs> yeah, like you might get all that extra. See, people don't talk about that stuff. You got celebrities out here downplaying the fact that their spouse has cheated on them. Yeah. Downplaying it. No, cheating is cheating. Yeah. And unfaithful is unfair. I don't care if it's a man, woman, famous, nothing. It's, it's all the same. See, they don't tell you that they're fighting when the cameras go off. They don't tell you yeah. that. They don't show you that part. Yeah. They don't show you that they don't trust each other. They don't show you that every, everywhere he go now, she's sitting there looking at him crazy, trying to figure out who's this chick, who's that. You know, they don't tell you that part. And see, while people are listening to them, and then they try to mimic that life and mirror that life, and then they're going through all kinds of foolishness and craziness. That foolishness and that craziness is what's going on in their life. They just didn't tell you. Yeah. They didn't tell you that part. They don't show you that part. 
You know, they downplay it, put it in a music video, and, and make it seem glamorous. <laughs> they don't tell you. <laughs> they, they going crazy, yeah. you know, with the yeah. person. That's crazy because you know it just made me think about how um, I've been noticing some kind of a trend where it seems like all these women out here, um, and and whether it be like. It doesn't even seem like it matters if they're white or black or whatever. Yep. yep. They all seem to look like they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> they got this That's certain perfect. kind of eyebrows, certain kind of yep. lips, certain kind of makeup, way they yep. wear their makeup. I mean, and I'm like, dang, I thought I just saw you, but no, it must not have because there's a different name there. <laughs> It's like like no individuality, no kind of actual anything that makes them stand out from somebody else. It's all like this whole big race to see who can who can look the best with this certain look or whatever. Like we're gonna get all all the lights. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same. Look identical to each other. There's no. You're right. It it all looks exactly the same. Every single one of them. Black, yeah, white, Spanish, it, doesn't matter. It's all identical to each other. It's ridiculous. And it's like a whole generation that has no sense of identity. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they're supposed to do with their life. So all they do is try to mask that by having fun, doing things that take their mind off of not knowing what they're supposed to be doing or who they are or whatever. And that only works for a little while. It only works temporarily. And then yeah. you wake up the next day and you realize you still don't know who you are. <laughs> and then you well, the realize part that scares you still... me. The part that scares me, and I didn't mean to cut you off, I did not. No, the part that scares me is the the growing trend of young people that are dying right now. Yeah. And that's the scary part in this. Because while people are out there living their so-called best life, you also have a very real devil out here who is trying yeah. to take you out. And I, I've never seen so many young people right now. I mean, the whole sex trafficking thing, like these girls are going missing, like in droves. And you know who's it's black women, it's Spanish women, you know, like they're getting taken in droves and they're dying. And a lot of times dying in their sins. Yeah. You know, the trend right now where, where all these black girls are suddenly ending up dead after going on these dates with these white guys. Like there's now several more women in the same way. Wow. And they're following each other, and they're all go. Or it's just it's it's that's the scary part of this. Looking looking back at it, our generation had its faults and flaws too. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like we wasn't tripping when we was young too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, is, I could definitely. We were tripping. Oh, we we yeah. were definitely making some poor choices too. But the difference is those of us who made it. Because see, we don't tell this younger generation about the people in our generation that didn't make it that didn't grow yeah. out of that. They're still still 16 years old because they were making poor choices or still, you know, very young. They died young because they were doing stupid things that were trendy and popping back then. You know, we don't talk about yeah. that. You yeah. know, but that's good. Like, we survived, and those of us who survived, we come to a place of maturity and realize it don't take all that. It never took all that. Society said do that. God never told you to do that. When you stand before God, God ain't going to ask you about your degree. He's going to ask you, did you serve him? Yeah. Yeah. God's not gonna ask you about how you know your lace front and you know what I mean and your la- he he don't he, he did you serve him? 
Yeah. What did you do with the talents he gave you, the gifts that he gave you? What did you do with what he gave you? That's what he's going to ask you. That's what you're going to stand before God and say. It ain't going to be about your likes, your Instagram posts. Have your Instagram. Have your social media. But also have your relationship with the Lord. What did he tell you to do? You know, you just said something um, about this human trafficking that uh, brought up something that is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted us to have this interview. So some years ago, um, you had an experience when you were in France, um, and it was a human trafficking experience. I would like for you to talk about that, talk about what led up to it, and talk about, you know, just the situation in general, like what, what did that eventually, I guess, lead you into doing? So uh, basically I, I wanted to get to France my entire life. Ever since I was in second grade, I knew I was going to this place called France. I didn't know where it was. I just knew I was going to go there. And again, just like I did when I was two years old, God spoke to me when I was a child. I heard the same voice say to me, you're going to go there. I saw a picture of Arc de Triomphe, which is which Americans call it Arc, Arc de Triomphe, but it's pronounced Arc de Triomphe. And it was um, the monument in Paris, France. You've seen it. If you ever Google it, you'll know what I'm talking about. I saw that in my second grade French class. I was taking French. When everybody else was taking Spanish, I was taking French. And I saw the picture, and I remember God saying to me, you're going to go there. I didn't know where that place was. It could have been up the street. I didn't know. I just knew I was going to go there. And sure enough, I did. And it was one of the first pictures I took when I got to France. Um, Upon being in France, what a lot of people don't realize is there's a lot of human trafficking going on over in France. So the movie Taken is very real. That whole story, that whole scenario is a very real scenario. Now, it's not just in France. It's here in America, too. But over there, it's, it's, it's big business. It's big business. And especially being an American girl by myself in France over there, um, you know, it was like opportunist. It was like uh, an opportunity for people who are opportunistic to say, we have an American. Because let's just be real, mo- your average American woman ain't going to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll go. I'll do it. You know, there's, that's not going to happen, you know. So um, I had met a girl who was a friend of mine. And this is usually how it happens with the sex trafficking thing. It usually comes because of a friend. Now, we as women are taught to always watch out for strangers. And when we think of a stranger, the first thing that's going to come to your mind, even when I said it, you already got an image in your mind of some crazy-looking man, some, you know, some, somebody you will be looking at him sideways like, ooh, I don't know about him, or, you know, like, ooh, I don't, I don't like the way it feels around him or something. You would get that type of sense. But they know that. That type of man knows that the average woman is thinking like that. They know that your parents are teaching you look out for someone like that. So what they're going to do is they're not going to send you themselves. They're not going to present themselves initially. They're going to send you a very safe-looking person, and it's going to be one of two things, the BFF type or the motherly type. And in my case, it was the BFF type. So it was a girl, beautiful girl, stunning. She wanted to be a model. She was too short. She was 5'10". And she was um, basically, in her, in her case, she was jealous of me because we had a mutual friend in America that she was jealous about. And she basically sold me to a friend of hers at a, at a party. We were at a party that was um, like, a, like an event where you can network. It was like a networking party. And some of the paparazzi that was there wanted to meet the American model, which was me. They wanted to meet the American model that was in town. 
and to do the interview. So while I was being interviewed, this girl that was my so-called BFF that was looking out for me, showing me around France, you know, for weeks teaching me, um, you know, French and how to how to understand the culture, how to take the metro, where to go, all this stuff like that. I even lived with her for like a week before I got my own place. You know, like we had formed this like friendship, if you will. And um, while I was trusting her to do some talk, some talks to a gentleman who had approached me, I was doing my own interview, trusting that, or I trusted at the time that she was going to look out for me. So a man approached me. He wanted me to do a modeling job. Now, this is big. This happens a lot to a lot of models overseas. You've got to be very careful. So a man approached me, and he came up to me uh, uh, offering a modeling job. I said, yes, I would do it, of course, and she was going to be my translator. And somehow in the course of that agreement where I said, yes, I would, and I trusted her to negotiate everything with him because we were supposed to meet um, at Arc de Triomphe, as a matter of fact. We were supposed to meet there. Um, I was having her set that all up. I went and did my interview with the paparazzi that was in the room. She basically agreed to him to get paid to hand me over to him at this place. And there was not going to be any modeling contract. There was not going to be any modeling job. He was literally a trafficker. And he discovered I was an American girl by myself. Her and another girl teamed up. They both got paid to basically sell me to this person. So basically, I was bought. The transaction was done right under my nose. I was bought by this man, so he paid them. They said nothing to me. They smiled in my face. We literally took pictures. All of us took pictures together. They smiled in my face, and they pretend like they were helping me and like they were such good friends to me, all the while knowing full well what they had done. Um, The girl ended up running off. Both of them ended up running off with the money. They ran off to London and kind of had the money and just never came back. So I thought they were blowing my opportunity to look out for me to get this job, this modeling job, and I called in my own um, people to help me out, which happened to be a woman. Uh, She was in her 60s. She was in the industry, and she spoke five languages, so I knew she could speak to this man and help me to explain this contract. And it was in the course of meeting him with this woman instead of with the people that this man paid because they had run off with the money – I met him with my own people. She figured out this man is sex trafficking her. He was basically telling her in French because he knew I didn't understand French as well. He was telling her I have to – he was basically telling her to give, give, give me to him. He was telling her to give her to me, you know, and she wouldn't do it. And he was saying I have to condition her. I'm going to have to beat her into submission first. I have to break her down. I need to see mentally how strong she is. I need to see where her mind is, and I need to break her down. And then I'm going to sell her over into Qatar that is tonight, that night. As soon as she handed me over to him, he would have immediately beat me. He would have immediately tried to break me down, and he would have shipped me right off to Qatar. And in Qatar, they already had people in place waiting for me. Because he was like, she's going to make me a lot of money. This is what he told her. And I'm standing right there. But because I didn't speak French, I didn't understand what he was saying. And he said, she's going to make me a lot of money because they're going to want her. They're going to want her because she's an American. They're going to want her. And she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't send him. And she grabbed my hand and she pulled me in the completely opposite direction. And she hid me in her house from this man um, who paid. He paid to get me, basically. She hid me in her house for 30 days before her, her family, and her son sent me back to America. They put me on a plane and sent me back to America to protect me. And to this day, that family is still very, they're like my family. 
they're we've become a family in France. Like I know the entire family, we they all rallied around to protect me in this house because they knew I was running for my life from these traffickers, which we didn't know if they were going to try to find me again. So that's basically my story. I came back to America and I tried to warn America. Now this was back in 2015 when this happened. I was trying to warn Americans what to look out for, and your average American refused at that time refused to listen to me. And I was telling people in, in interviews, I was trying to do interviews, I was trying to talk to people, I was teaching young girls, telling them what I knew, and people in America refused to listen to me because they believed this won't happen in America. And now it is rampant. How old were you when this happened? I was 40. I was very much an adult. But because I looked younger than my age, they assumed that I was younger. But now trafficking, sex trafficking for a long time was just happening to younger girls, and it still is. It still is. But now it doesn't matter anymore because that was the other thing. Nobody wanted to believe me because I was older back then. People didn't want to believe me. But now women, period, are going missing. Period. So It doesn't matter so what age you are. I, I, I hate to say it this way, but I know that mm-hmm. – um, Earlier, you were talking about the protection that you had when you were married. So I'm, I'm assuming that by this time you were no longer married. Oh no, no, I, I got divorced um, uh, well before I went to France. Okay. Yeah, so I was not married anymore. But in so, the course of that time, in the course of that time over there in France. Um, the faithfulness of God in that was that he protected me and kept it from happening. But he kept sending me people that were here in the U.S. and they don't know each other. And they were scattered all across the U.S. And people around the U.S. kept sending me emails saying, I keep dreaming about you being prostituted. I keep dreaming about you, somebody trying to prostitute you. And the Lord was speaking to people in their dreams and sending it to me. And of course, I wasn't. Nothing was happening to me, so I didn't know what to do with those dreams. I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. And they were like, I don't think you are, but they just kept getting dreams, like warning dreams. And these literally several different people across the U.S. that had no knowledge of what was going on. You know, and this, their dreams were coming at least a month prior to it actually happening. Wow. So they were starting to pray. These women were starting to pray. And, I mean, one girl, she was a young girl. At the time, she was a young girl. Her mother was a friend of mine. She was like the, one of the prayer warriors in my church that I was attending. Her daughter ran to her in the middle of the night and was like, where's Lori? And the, the mother was like, Lori's in France. And she was like, call her and tell her to watch out. She's in danger. And this was a young girl. Like she was at that time, she was like tw- and maybe 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And she said the Lord was warning her in dreams that something was trying to happen to me. And she didn't know where I was. So I was getting a prior warning at least a month prior to it actually trying to happen, and it did. And by the time it happened, the Lord had already put in place how faithful he is. The Lord had already put in place people who were already starting to pray because they didn't understand what they were seeing in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the New Numa Godcast once again. This is your host, Norm. Follow me at Norm the Professor on IG. I'm in agreement for power and breakthrough in your life. Keep tuning in every week for that real talk, new life.